1: There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. and There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, here we go. This is going to be a really, really fun episode because it's two of our podcasts in one. Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, Mark Willard. Crawley is with us in Chicago for the Fly the W podcast, and we're going to get together because these two teams are getting together except for Crawley. I know when I circled this, and I'm coming, by the way, I'll be at Wrigley Saturday, which I'm really excited about, but when I circled this and I bought the flight, I was expecting a little bit more uh, playoff drama, uh, intensity in this series, than uh, than we're going to get.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was surprised when I looked at San Francisco this year, I watched that season you guys had last year. And I was like, man, you know, everyone's talking Dodgers and Padres and San Francisco inserted themselves into the conversation. And so, you know, interested to see what was going to happen with you guys. And, and, and you've had a year that probably isn't what you expected to begin with for the Cubs. You know, this, what we knew right away, coming into this season, that this was going to be a tough one to stomach. You were looking at 90 to a hundred losses and that's roughly what they're on pace for right
1: now. Well, I'm fascinated by it. First of all, you're totally right with what the giants fans were hoping for and what they got. And, and there's actually um, some, some distaste and anger uh, from the fan base that we've rarely seen through the years. They've dealt with losing seasons like any team, but um, this particular group has kind of rubbed the fan base raw, which we can talk about a little bit, but I, I'm certainly interested, especially because of those three trades that the Cubs made last year, one of them coming to San Francisco and Chris Bryant's experience here as a team is going through any kind of a rebuild, um, you know, talking about financial issues. There's a lot of that with the giants right now, they've fallen down to 13th in payroll. Um, I think our city expects them to be in the top 10 and I'd expect the same for a Chicago club. These are two of the biggest markets in America. And so um, I, I think our Giants fans are expecting a lot of money to be thrown around this offseason, and so I'm curious how Cubs fans are still sort of reasoning with what what your franchise did last year in sending out its three most popular players. And and kind of saying that money was the reason.
0: Well, we we looked at it, and 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 the extensions didn't get done. And and if you looked at the calendar for all these guys for arbitration for contracts coming up, it just so happened that everybody came up at 2020. And so the assumption here in Chicago was okay. We got one last run at it, right? And, and and let's see what happens. And the hope was, you know, keep one of the three, maybe two of the three. You know, Anthony Rizzo was a guy that really was there during that whole transition of the Cubs being a laughing stock to being world champions. He's the guy who catches the final out. So you figured some combination of two out of three, but before the season starts and people forget this, they traded you Darvish to San Diego. and so you know right away hey man nobody is 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 trying to win a, a division by trading their ace that doesn't happen so you it right away that was just like the white flag and so when that trade line deadline came it was rizzo that got dealt first and that just shocked all of us and then goes javi and then that ended with chris bryant right we thought maybe Bryant made it through the deadline that was right at the last minute but but that was that was you know it was shocking i think for everybody it, it was it was shocking and you know all of a sudden the, the this this team that accomplished what all Cub fans you know those who were with us those who were no longer with us dreamed of just faded away really quick and and for for, for you know you guys got the 49ers and you you got the you got the giants and you had the even year magic when we were talking about the Bears with the Cubs, we are like, please don't be the 85 Bears where you just get one championship and be done. Let's yep. hope that this team can really do something and put together a nice run. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. Now, that that's tough to look at. And, and the other thing that we dealt with is, is cost-cutting, like you said, but it was not only with the player's salary, but scouts, people that were working behind the scenes at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. So it was – it was it was a it was a bloodbath. It was it was awful. And and so, you know, I'm trying to you know now that it's all kind of past and you're taking a look at it. You know, looking back in hindsight, you're angry at the time that it happened. And again, still, I feel like Anthony Rizzo should have retired a cub. Um, with Javi, there was questions about you know how long his game was going. You know, he he's such a physical athlete, such a freak. He does things that most people can't. But you wondered how that was going to age over a long term contract with Chris Bryant, who you guys know very well. You know, there was no question about how good he was. It was just always injuries. And it was one of those things that, you know, over the course of 162, you're going to be banged up. But it seems to me like he never played his best unless he was 100 percent healthy. And that's hard to do over
1: 162. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, Chris Bryant, I think there's two things that come up when you say everything that you just said. Um, it's interesting that you sort of say there was no question about, you know, who Chris Bryant was and who he was going to be. The popular thought here is that the Giants, because he he was good. It wasn't great. It was good at first. It was, you know, it was solid, like his his short stint with the Giants and and certainly with with where their offense is, the fans wanted him back. But it seemed like, from an organizational standpoint, they felt there was a lot of athleticism in his swing and that it wasn't necessarily going to age well. Um, they did. He's said this publicly. They've offered him a contract. They wanted to do two or three years. The Rockies offered seven, and and the Giants just were not willing to have Chris Bryant on their team past his 35th birthday. And, and so I wonder if your perception at the time of discussing an extension was any different uh, than, than that about Chris Bryant.
0: so when we had some extension talks and it's been one of these arguments between both camps we had a a Chicago uh, reporter report that there was an extension north of 200 million Brian's camp has pushed back and said that wasn't offered and so there's a lot of there was a lot of little things that were bad blood. I mean, the Cubs don't have the greatest relationship with Scott Boris and with Chris Bryant. um, There was the service time manipulation where they called him up a little bit later so that they could get the extra year of control. And so there was so Chris filed the grievance against the Cubs that, that took years to get done. So there was always kind of this feeling that it just wasn't going to get done with Chris for a multitude of reasons. And that was tough because, you know, you got a guy that came in. He was the minor league ball player of the year for the Cubs. He was rookie of the Year for the Cubs. He was MVP of the Year for the Cubs. And so you're thinking to yourself, this is the chosen one, the one that that's going to bring the Cubs, you know, all all, all the accolades and all the glory. and and again, it, was, you know, he's a really good player. He's a really good player, but the amount of money and the amount of years and and the health concerns, I think, are what really, Kind of, you know, like I said, I think a lot of people wanted to keep Javi because he's electric and he's fun. And Anthony Rizzo was a guy that everyone loved. And, and Brian, it was almost like you were just, you know, resigned to the fate that it probably wasn't going to work out just based on kind of some of the bad issues that occurred earlier.
1: Yeah, and then obviously you look at what's happened with the start of his his Rockies career, and it's exactly what everybody would worry about, which is that it's been injury riddled. He's hit over 300, but it's only been 160 at bats. He's only got five home runs, and that's the start. Like when you look at that and you think now they've got six more years of this. I mean, just as a quick aside, the Rockies signing of Chris Bryant, to me, underlies that they've got to be one of the most mismanaged organizations in all of baseball. Like, why do you you huck Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story out the door because you don't want to sign those contracts, and then you turn around a second later and you do one of those contracts with Chris Bryant, and then he's injured for most of the first year, and it's like, my gosh, if you're a fan of the Rockies, you got to be thinking, this is the stupidest approach to this whole thing. Like, I don't get it.
0: Well, I don't feel sorry for the Rockies because they just handed over Aaron Otto to the Cardinals. So thanks Rock. a lot,
1: Colorado. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, that one. Exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing, which I this is what I really am fascinated by, because I can tell you this, you know, the Giants fans, West Coast, we do not have the reputation of riding in the streets and screaming on sports talk radio when, when things are, are not perfect. But I can tell you this, I don't think I've ever seen, and I don't think I ever will, The San Francisco Giants organization, if you won a title and then within two years shipped out all your best players, I mean, fan base gone. Like absolutely, like that would be to me, that is unacceptable, especially to cry poor when you're in such a major market and you have such a healthy fan base. It's wild to me that the Cubs uh, did that. And 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 I, I wonder how the fans have sort of reckoned with that, because that would not that would not go over okay here.
0: Well, Chicago fans are pretty loyal and 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 you know, I mean this you know, the twenty sixteen team, twenty seventeen, they make it to the NLCS. Twenty eighteen, they lose in game one sixty-three and then they go to a tiebreaker and lose that immediately. Twenty nineteen, they don't make it, they fade in September. They had injury issues with Baez and Bryant. And Rizzo rolled his ankle really bad. And then 2020, they made it with that extended postseason, but got cleaned out by the um, Marlins. So what you saw, like 17, 18, 19, 20, they made it the postseason all those years, but especially 18, 19, and 20, you started to see – that development wasn't happening the way that you kind of expected it. And it was the same story in 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 all of those seasons that I talked about, especially 18, 19 or 18 and 20 and, and fading in 19. They were in it up until the end. But it, it was all of a sudden just the inability to generate offense in the postseason. And so the the belief sometimes, and again I'm not, you know, there's a lot of fans who have different opinions. Um, some people think that they kept on to that core too long, that they maybe should have shook it up a little bit earlier. Uh, if you remember, they had Nick Castellanos for a short time and he absolutely oh. crushed it at Wrigley. Yep. And it was like, well, why didn't you sign him to a longer term deal? Um, it, it, it just was weird that you couldn't get the extensions. And so I think if all of a sudden, let's put it this way, let's say Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javier Baez were out crushing it right now. I think, Cubs fan base would have been absolutely livid. Huh. But the fact of the matter is that all three of those guys are, you know, Chris Bryant had a good first half, but then what we worried about as Cub fans, he's had this back issue, this recurring back issue. That's reared its head in New York. With Baez, he's had just one of – Baez struggled in 2020, and they said, well, you know, he needs fans in there to get him jacked up. And then in 2021, he was off a little bit, and then so then there was a little bit of trepidation on that one. People still liked him because he was fun to watch. When when Javi's great, there's no more fun player in baseball. But when he's off, oh lord, and he's swinging at a at a breaking ball in the other opposite batter's box, you're just going, oh god, what's going on? And then Chris Bryant, what we all worried about was the injury history. So I mean, nobody likes the fact that things are that that there have been you know they've gone cheap, and I think that you can start to see it with the attendance a little bit. Um, with the ratings for the Cubs marquee network, which, you know, is is a relatively new network. Um, But I think that there is this groundswell of support that's going on a little bit right now. For those people, you know, not everybody gets as deep in the minor leagues as I do. But, you know, there are those of us that are aware that the Cubs are looking good. But there is that frustration because when Theo Epstein first came here, he said, we're going to tear it down to the studs. This is awful, but then we're gonna you're never gonna have to deal with it again and yeah. somehow here we are again, but at the same time, I think it's going to be you know the question is is this a rebuild or a retool? you know what I mean whereas the, before you were talking two thousand 11 12 13 14 until you got to 15 where the cub fans i think next year expect them to be competitive they signed marcus stroman to a really a, a good team deal i think and they got Saya suzuki so it was the first time in a while that the cubs were actually competitive in picking up some free agents
1: uh sea suzuki is someone i want to ask you about free agency probably looming for carlos Rodon as well I want to get to all of those things